Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. That shit crazy. On a Tuesday! All Even with your boy Barry Grant. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at All Even Podcast. You can listen to the show on Podbeam as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Deezer, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio. I'm all over the place, man. And trust me, go to YouTube, hit that subscribe button, like, share, and comment because the page is growing, baby. That All Even Wave. Lots to get into. NBA Finals is here. Game 6. We're going to talk about that. Is the series over? Can the Suns be able to extend it? Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers are at odds again. The Olympics are on thin ice, to say the least. What's your question returns again. And then the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. So let's just jump right into it. I'm back. I'm back. You know, Saturday. Definitely didn't have the show because there was a lot of a lot going on when you have a four-year-old running around and they get sick. Things could happen. But he's better now, you know, tearing up the house as usual. So that's how you know that little man is is, is back to normal. But I wanted to start the show with, I, I don't know if you want to call it a rant. I don't know if you want to call it just just me being a Mets fan. I, I think that's what it is. It's not a rant. It's not you blowing a gasket, pause. It's more you're just frustrated with what you're seeing because we're used to it, right? So we've seen this team over the year have injury after injury after injury. DeGrom has been hurt. He's had a whole bunch of injuries this season. He now has right uh, uh, forearm tightness. They said that he's improving. Great news. Lindor, he's on the IL with uh, the oblique issue. So... Injuries after injuries, like I said. That's not what bothers me. Because it's the next man up. It's always like that for me. If you got guys that are hurt, you need the guys that are on the team to step up. And have we seen that? No. I have a good friend of mine that tells me, oh, Edwin Diaz, he was an all-star snub. He should have been an all-star this year. And I'm looking at him like, how can he be an all-star when your closer has a plus three ERA, do you know how ineffective and bad you have to be to be a closer that only pitches a half inning and has a plus three ERA? Great closers in baseball have sub two, you know, two and a half, 
that's their ERAs. They're great. They don't blow a lot of saves, but they don't give up runs. So, for example, Edwin Diaz's ERA is 3.65 or something like that. So if the Mets have a four-run lead and they put Diaz in the game, he's guaranteed to give up some runs. Now, granted, he may get the save. He's not going to blow all the runs, but he's going to give up some hits and some runs. Is that a good closer to you? Because it's not to me. But you got a lot of Mets fans that want to talk about that he's good. He hasn't been good since he got here. Problem, number one. Number two problem that I have with this team. It's the fact that they dig themselves a hole. By the time you blink, the Mets are down 7-0. And they have to work themselves back into the game. Now, granted, they've been doing it over the past couple of weeks. Whether they've come all the way back or they've tied the game and then lost it in extras or gave up a go-ahead home run or a walk-off. Something like that. It's been their situation for the past couple of weeks. And I'm sick of it. I'm sick of watching this team. Every time I put the TV on and see the Mets play, it bothers me. It bothers me how bad they are. It bothers me how bad Luis Rojas is. And everybody wants to talk about, oh, oh, you know, he at least he got ejected and motivated his team. At least he can do that. He has to get thrown out of a game to motivate his team to win. Isn't that something? Can't motivate your team on the bench, you have to get kicked out of the game and completely removed from the dugout for your team to be like, you know what, let's start playing now because he's not here. Changes need to be made on this team. Bullpen changes need to be made. I would love for them to go after Craig Kimbrell. I'd love that. But obviously the Cubs want big-time prospects for that. I don't know if that's going to happen. So if you can't get Craig Kimbrell, cool. I want Chris Bryant. I'm tired of saying that we have enough offense. We don't want to get. No, 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 no. Go get Chris Bryant. Go get somebody that you can be able to plug in the third base. He's a good defender. He can hit. A change of scenery would be good for a guy like Chris Bryant. Just a few years back, five, six years ago, Chris Bryant was one of the best players in Major League Baseball. All of a sudden, he's the forgotten man. Go get him. Go get him. The other thing that I'd like to talk about, about being a Mets fan that makes me sick, is that the fans that like to criticize certain guys that are here. Francisco Lindor gets hurt. He's been very durable this season, been very durable in his career. Comes here, plays good defense. Yeah, granted, the bat is very slow. He started to pick it up over the last two weeks. Been the hottest hitter on the team over the last few weeks. Got his average up to 227. So he was trending in the right direction. The dog days of summer were ahead of us. I feel that Lindor would have been able to probably stretch that that lead out to, you know, and get that average up to maybe 250, 260. I would, I would live with that. 250, 260, 20-plus home runs, 70, 80 RBIs in your first year in New York. I, I'll, I'll take that with grade-A, top-notch defense. No, no, no. You got people that so they're so concerned with – how much money he's making. And, oh, well, look what look what Rosario's doing in Cleveland. He's batting 280. So what? So what? This is why people don't want to come here. This is why the Mets never get players like this type of caliber player. You know why? Because the fan base 
and the media will eviscerate a guy that comes here, that wants to play here, all because he's not doing what they want him to do. It's his first year out of 10 years in a Met uniform. Stop it. Everybody except DeGrom on this team is underperforming. If you want to throw Pete out there and say that he's playing well, I'll give you that. But everybody else, from the pitchers, you got Strowman that started off hot. Now, all of a sudden, he can't win a game. He's 6-8. and eight. Tywan Walker looks like the best pitcher on the staff other than DeGrom. The bullpen is falling apart. I just eviscerated and talked about Edwin Diaz, how trash he is. So why don't I hear all the criticism about everybody else? No, 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 no. I got to hear it about the $340 million man. Like he's the reason why the Mets are losing. The Mets are losing because the Mets are bad. They're not a good team. They're not managed well. The owner's great. GM has done his uh, uh, a good job. But Conforto has been trash all season. It's been bad. But I don't hear I don't hear the criticism from him. Why? Because he's a homer. He'll figure it out. No, 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 no. I want the same energy for when dudes don't perform like that, whether they're homers or free agents or mercenaries. Don't give me that. This is why it's hard sometimes to be a Met fan because speaking to Met fans is like watching paint dry. It's bad. It's like hitting my head into a wall 50 times. That's what it feels like. You don't hear Yankee fans doing this. You don't hear other fan bases doing this to their team. You have it done here, though. In a, in a franchise that we are not winners historically. So when we get guys like this, you appreciate them. It's not year seven that he's doing this. It's year one. My God, stop. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. You want to criticize people on this team? Criticize Strowman. Criticize Edwin Diaz. Criticize your manager. Don't criticize the guy that's been in the lineup every damn day and plays great defense. Because if he's not hitting, at least I know that that, that middle of the infield is sure. That he's not going to give up runs. He's not going to do bonehead plays that are going to cost us runs. I'll take that. Sick of it. The hell do I care about how much money Lindor's making? What do I care? Did it come out of my pocket? No. It's coming out of the owner's pocket. So what does anybody care? DJ LeMayhew has been a great Yankee. People are saying, oh, you know, LeMayhew's having a down year. You don't hear people killing him in the Bronx. But they got to kill him here in Queens. Like we're some world beaters. Like we've won 15 world championships. And we deserve better. We don't deserve anything better. We deserve what we get. The same energy that you put into the team is the same energy that's going to be on the field. That's what happens. So maybe you should start reversing your mindset and stop criticizing guys like that. And start criticizing the dudes that you really should be. The guy that every time I see strut to the mound, I feel like I'm going to have a heart attack. I feel like I, I, I'm going to like, my blood pressure is going to skyrocket. That's Edwin Diaz. Lugo, 
What happened to him? Those guys I like to hear about criticized. I don't want to hear about Lindor anymore. I'm sick of it. Tired. Because he's not the reason why the Mets suck. He's not the reason why the NL East sucks. It's probably why Jason Bay, when he got here after having a great year with the Red Sox, he ended up going into the tank because the energy here sometimes is just too much. The negativity is just too much. So it engulfed his game and he forgot how to hit. That's what happened. Maybe. I've said time and time again that I don't care if the Mets make the playoffs. I don't care if they win the division. I want Rojas gone. I'd like a real manager. I'd like somebody who really knows what they're doing. You see what the Red Sox did? Alex Cora, you know, he does the whole, he's a part of the whole Astros thing. They suspend him for a year, hire a guy, and then they hire him right back. Maybe that's what we should do. Give Beltran some space and then hire him right back. Do that. I can't see Rojas anymore. I just, I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. I don't care how this season ends up. The end result needs to be him looking for another job. Period. Moving on. Moving on. NBA Finals Game 6 is here. The Bucks are up 3-2. They have, they have played in a very up and down series. You know, the first two games, they did not look the part. Phoenix Suns, they played well. Up 2-0. And then... Certain things happen. I I don't wanna I don't wanna keep saying it, but a certain black cat member of the Phoenix Suns has has brought the curse of the basement to the Phoenix Suns. So game five, we saw Giannis, we saw Chris Middleton play an excellent game. But we also saw Drew Holiday over the last two games. Really lock in defensively. I, I've killed you, Holiday, throughout these playoffs. I think, you know, I've said maybe a handful of times how bad he's been. But I have to admit, the guy has really played well over these last two games defensively on Chris Paul. He has locked him down. Chris Paul is turning over the ball at a clip that we never thought possible. He's averaging like 3.8 turnovers over his last three games or so, four games. It's crazy. The decision-making is bad. Monty Williams looks like he's grasping at straws. They can't rebound the ball. Giannis is getting everything that he wants. And Coach Bud looks like the guy that's actually the better coach in the series. Well, we all know that's not the case. But Monty has a lot that he has to deal with. Trying to motivate a team that looks like they don't have much left. Like, think about it. When the, when was the last time you saw somebody dribble into traffic with that little time left? Get the ball ripped from them. And then they give up an and one on the other side. Now, granted, Giannis didn't make the, the, the free throw, of course. But they could have. And who was the one that fouled Giannis? Black Cat Paul. You got it right. Chris Paul. So, what are my predictions 
for this game? <laughs> not going to get me. I'm not doing it. I'm not predicting anything. I'm just saying this, that there's this narrative out there that Scott Foster, the referee, has it out for Chris Paul. 11 postseason games, Chris Paul is 0-11 in games that Scott Foster referees. It's an interesting stat. It really is. But here's how I'm going to spin it, right? How do we know that Chris Paul isn't the one bringing the bad luck to Scott Foster? How do we not know that? We're saying that Scott Foster is, is, is this referee that he's had it out for him or he's always calling the game a certain way and they don't get along. Maybe Chris Paul is the one that's causing Scott Foster to have some bad luck in these games. Maybe. I've said it. Sometime before this game, there's going to be a black cat that walks across Chris Paul. He may walk under a ladder. There may be a broken mirror. Something's going to happen to make this game just weird. Something strange is going to happen. Enter Scott Foster. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. They're in Milwaukee for game six. The place is going to be rocking. I've seen the crowd outside already. They, they are anticipating a championship tonight. I'm not predicting anything. You ain't going to get me. But I can say this. Something unlucky will happen because CP3 is on the court. That's, that's all I'm going to say. So I'm going to say. I don't know if there's going to be like a game-winning shot that's, that looks crazy. I, I don't know. I'm just saying that when Chris Paul is involved, strange things do, do happen. <laughs> so, another thing is, is this going to affect Chris Paul's decision on staying with the Phoenix Suns? It could, but I think it's all money related for Chris Paul at this point. If Chris Paul can be able to get an extension... Three years at $90 million, whether it be from Phoenix or somebody else, I think he takes it. I don't think he really cares in regards to where exactly it is. If it's New York, I'm sure he'll take it because it's New York. And I believe that he can be able to help the Knicks, absolutely. If it's Phoenix, which I strongly think it is, he's going to take that as well. You know, whether they get back to this position or not, I think he's he's got some goodwill in that organization. So they may be lined up to give him that type of extension. But I really don't want to see him on my team, the Lakers. I, I don't want to see that. Unless he's willing to take the, the taxpayer exemption, $5.9 Yeah, take Chris Paul. Anything after that, don't want him. Don't want him. Don't want that black cat juju on my team. Don't want it. So Giannis is on the cusp of winning his first NBA Finals, Finals MVP, and everybody's excited about, oh, you know, he didn't create the super team, he did it his way, and everybody's excited for that, that it gives the small market teams hope that this can be the norm in the NBA. Well, I'm here to tell you that that's nice, 
that notion, that thought process, that dream is actually a nice one. The problem is with that dream is that it's it's not realistic. You're going to have sprinkle in some small market teams here and there win championships. Happened. San Antonio's a small market. They won a championship. They won five. There's a lot of teams that have won championships that have been small market teams. But overall, it's the big franchises that hold the championship puzzles. Hold the stick, if you may. Pause. That's what I'm talking about. It's This is not something that's going to be the norm. This is not hockey. This is not even baseball where that can be able to happen. This is basketball. And for the most part in NBA history, the dominant teams, the dominant big market franchises dominate championships. So as great of a story as Milwaukee is, as much as I admire what Giannis has done, he's proved me, I wouldn't say wrong, but he's definitely answered the call in regards to stepping up, stop shooting threes, stop doing these whack moves that don't get you anywhere. He's just swinging through, going to the basket, dunking. I, I like that. I like the assertiveness. I like the aggressiveness that he's shown in these NBA Finals. So I have hope for him being able to progress into a better player going forward. But let's not get this twisted. This championship, no matter who wins it, no matter if it's Phoenix in seven, no matter if it's Milwaukee tonight or in game seven, this is a one-off. This is like when the Florida Marlins won their two World Series titles and they blew it up shortly after that because they understood that they couldn't keep those young pieces together. They couldn't keep these role players on the team because these guys were going to be worth a lot of money. They're going to trade them, go get some more prospects and retool. Small market teams cannot sustain success like this. Just can't unless they're perfectly run like the San Antonio Spurs were with R.C. Buford and, and Greg Popovich and Tim Duncan and, the, and those boys. That doesn't happen often. Are the Milwaukee Bucks the San Antonio Spurs? No. No, they're not. They're not even close. And the main reason why they're not close is because Coach Bud Boonholzer, he's not Greg Popovich. Nowhere near it. That guy is so fortunate that his team is on the cusp of winning a title because he'd be fired. Hell, if I was the GM and the president, I'd fire him anyway because he's that bad. Giannis has pulled him out of the fire. Drew Holiday has pulled him out of the fire. Chris Middleton has pulled him out of the fire. He has done nothing to impress me in this series at all. Nothing. And I've always said that I'm always interested to see what coaches do in the finals to see how they get the advantage, to see what plays they're calling, how they call their timeouts, what uh, you know half-court sets they're running, what plays out of the timeout they're running, what their two-minute sets look like, all of those things. And I have not been impressed with Mr. Budenholzer at all, no. Hell, I'm really disappointed in Monty Williams as well. Just looks lost. So 
we'll see what happens tonight. I, I'm I'm curious to see what happens. I'm hoping for a good game. I'm hoping for, you know, a, a, an interesting outcome to say the least. And I know my guy. I know my guy, Chris Paul. He's going to give me one. He, he's going to give me another gem for me to talk about. Another black cat gem. Can't wait. Can't wait. Moving on. Moving on. Aaron Rodgers means business, y'all. Aaron Rodgers ain't messing around. If anybody thought that Aaron Rodgers was trying to hold Green Bay for more money just so he can just, you know, retire comfortably like he doesn't have enough money already, if they thought that was the narrative, that was the thought process, that what that's what what was driving Aaron Rodgers, now you got your answer. It's no. It's reported that Aaron Rodgers turned down a two-year extension that would have made him the highest-paid quarterback in all of football. He said no. It's not about money for Aaron Rodgers. It's not about being the highest-paid for Aaron Rodgers. It's about feeling like the organization has your back, has your back in regards to putting the pieces around you to make you win. You saw what happened in Tampa. Hell, you saw what happened when Peyton Manning got to Denver. They gave him a good team, and they continued to add to that good team. They didn't say, hey, we got Peyton Manning. He can be able to figure it out. We don't care. He doesn't need an offensive coordinator. Hell, he doesn't even need coach. He can be able to make everybody great. No, they didn't do that. So why does Green Bay feel like they have to do that to Aaron Rodgers? Oh, Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. He can be able to figure it out, right? Wrong. He doesn't want to do that anymore. He doesn't want to try to make some jobber guy off the street a great wide receiver. He wants somebody that's actually good to get drafted so he can have weapons. Hell, the only reason why they got Aaron Jones back is because they got him on a discount. Let's keep it 100. They wasn't going to pay top dollar for Aaron Jones. Hell, I'm sure they're crying themselves to bed every time Devontae Adams cashes his check. That's how cheap they are. So Aaron Rodgers knows exactly what he's doing. He doesn't really care how they feel. He doesn't care that he's been in the organization for how long. He wants to win. He wants good pieces around him, and he wants to be respected, just like how Tom Brady is, just like how all the other quarterbacks are around the league in regards to their importance, how the organization treats them, how they make them feel like they're a part of what's going on, not draft a quarterback in the first round when the team needs receiving help. And he didn't even dress. And I'm sure Aaron Rodgers didn't have a problem with the kid. He had a problem with the GM. Still does. Has a problem with the president. Still does. So if they think that they can be able to just throw money at people and make things go away, it's kind of what rich people always do. Like when you have a gripe or when you want to, you know, report them or air their dirty laundry out. Hey, here's money. How much money do you want to keep it silent? I don't want any money. I want you to feel what's going on here. I want you to be embarrassed. That's what Aaron Rodgers is doing with the Green Bay Packers. He's embarrassing them. And I love it. Love every second of it.
There are times in life where people need to be taken down a peg or two. And Aaron Rodgers is doing that with the Green Bay organization because they wrote his death warrant years ago. Oh, he's declining. We, we have to prepare for him to. Oh, really? Okay. He played angry last season. He played mad. He didn't play for the Green Bay Packers. He played against them. Oh, you doubt me, huh? You got this kid here that you think is better than me or you think is could be the next me or replace me. Really? He played despite Green Bay last season. That's what they don't understand. And that's why when they lost that NFC Championship game, how they lost, how you took the ball out of his hands, that was the last straw for him. You didn't even allow him to throw the football. You micromanaged one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. You deserve everything that happens to you. So if Aaron Rodgers doesn't show up to minicamp or training camp, and you now have to speed up Jordan Love, you deserve it. If the Green Bay Packers go 1-16, you deserve it. If Aaron Rodgers never plays another game in a Green Bay Packers uniform, you deserve it. Because sometimes, just sometimes, you need to appreciate the greatness that you have in your building instead of trying to see when that greatness is going to end. Oh, is it now? Oh, yeah, look at him. Look, he's, he's not making the same throws that he's making. You know why maybe he wasn't making those throws anymore? It's because he doesn't have anybody to throw to except one receiver. Nobody can get open. Nobody understands the route tree. Ever thought about that? Now, I'm not a GM. I don't work in a football organization. I could have told you that. This organization behaves stupidly very very stupidly and anything that happens to them anything that happens in regards to this Aaron Rodgers situation whether he retires or he does come back or he never speaks to anybody in the organization again it's their own fault period moving on moving on <laughs> Cam Akers the running back for the LA Rams has tore his Achilles and he's going to be out for the season Big, big, tough loss for the L.A. Rams. He was going to be their lead back. He was going to, you know, take the bulk of the carries this season. The offensive line is really good. I, I feel that, shouts to Bryson Carver, he said that, you know, they have a great offensive line. I think that they'll be fine. I, I do too. But when you have a guy like this that has his type of down downfield running ability, uh, the ability to catch passes, escapability, that matters. So I, I want to see how they go about replacing him. They haven't, you know, made any announcements or I don't think they have any plans right now. Maybe they're just going to go with what's on the roster and see what happens. But, you know, that that's not a bad plan. And if things go south, then they can always look into the free agent market to see if they can go uh, get somebody or get a trade. But you know, really devastating injury for a young player, man. You know, a, an Achilles injury for a running back. Now, obviously, technology is so is so different now that you see guys like Kevin Durant, Achilles tear, comes back and he has a great season the way he had for Brooklyn. 
Obviously, it took it took a year, took took his time to come back, but it's possible to be able to regain that explosiveness again. So, you know, I'm 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 heartbroken for the kid. I'm I'm really really sad for him, but he's a young guy. He'll be able to bounce back. He'll be back with this team in no time. And you know, it sucks for a lot of guys in fantasy as well because Cam Akers was a was a good back last year in fantasy. And people were expecting a lot of great things out of him, maybe being like a possibly a third or fourth round pick, maybe even higher than that. Who knows? But the fact that he's out now, that's not a possibility. So, you know, uh, hope that he he recovers well. And because I'm looking for big things out of this Rams team this year, I think that Matthew Stafford is going to have a big season. Call me crazy. I'm a big Matthew Stafford fan. So I think that he's going to be able to lead this team exactly where they want to be, playoff bound, and possibly win a game or two. If they can catch lightning in a bottle, hey, maybe they can have another run. But um, I, I do feel that Matthew Stafford is going to get this team right. So, you know, sad, you know, that Cam is not going to be a part of that. But, you know, as the football saying goes, it's next man up. You know what I mean? And then my latest opinion is... The Tokyo Olympics are in peril. You, they, there's a COVID outbreak there, and they're contemplating canceling the games. And I'm just like, yeah, you should. Outbreak, cancel. Simple. There's nothing to think about. I don't want the, these people putting these athletes in, in, in harm's way, in danger. Hell, the people, the fans, the people that, that are, are, are part of this. Why would you put people at risk for these games? I understand the importance of the Olympics. I understand the financial importance that whatever host city has the Olympics, they make money. I get it. But there's a pandemic going on. People need to take care of themselves, not have to play a sport and have to worry about what the hell is going on outside. This is not something that they should be thinking about. So they should cancel it. They should cancel it and delay it. And, you know, hopefully they can be able to play it again at some point. But just do the right thing. Do the right thing and cancel the games. That's my opinion. Coming up after the break, what's your question? And I hope I get some good ones. On a Tuesday night. It's all even. Yo, it's your man DJ G Money from that Flip the Script podcast. You see it? We in the studio right now. Flip set up. Yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, listen. Shout out to the All Even podcast. My oh, man Barry oh, Grant Jr. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's up, man? What happened? What you, what you, what you want to say to the people? Shout out to somebody else's podcast? Yeah, my nigga's a joint. What's up? All Even. All Even podcast. Yo, it ain't even up here, boy. <laughs> we put this guy. What's up, man? All Even. Yo, you. Oh, my God. What's up with you, man? Now, you, well, that's a shout out. You keeping this? Yeah, keep all that. <laughs> you want to jump in the All camera? Even Podcast, right? Yeah, All shout Even. Shout to All Even Podcast, right? All Even. That's your man? My man. All right, shout out to All Even Podcast. Cool? 100%. He cool. Is he? He cool? Let me see. Is he cool? Is he? 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 I read off some email questions and some DM questions from my faithful listeners. I appreciate y'all, everybody that listens to the show. 
Hopefully, I can be able to send in some good questions. I don't want no bad questions. Just make sure they're good. Let's get to it. First question I have is from Instagram. DM from David Dell 90 Says, hey, man, long-time listener. First time writing in. Quick question for you to answer on air. What's your opinion on Becca Myers not being allowed to bring her personal care assistant to the Paralympics by International Olympic Committee, despite being both deaf and blind? I personally think it's absolutely messed up. Was curious what you thought. Well, Dave Dell, I, I can definitely tell you that I agree. Um, the Olympic Committee, they're just backwards. They do things completely backwards. Certain things that would make sense to us they have a rule that it shouldn't be you know what i mean it's just it's just stupid you know if she's deaf and blind like there's no reason why she shouldn't have everything that she needs at her disposal to be able to help her any way possible so that that just doesn't make any sense so i completely agree with you uh i think that's it's nonsense but the olympic committee they've always been backwards they always do things backwards and it doesn't really make much sense to smart people. So, you know, that's why you're confused about it. That's why, you know, upon hearing about it now, it's 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 befuddled me as well. It's just like that that girl, she's also in the Paralympics. Her name is um, Olivia Breen. She was told that her Olympic kit, her uniform, her outfit was too revealing. And she needs to put on shorts. Now, you know, she's an athlete. They, they wear the briefs and the... the the cut top, and that's just normal uniform. Now she's being told that it's too, it's just, it's so archaic. It's so, you know, it's so restrictive. Like, just let these athletes be them and stop trying to put them in a box and, and cover them up. They're athletes. They're not out there naked. They're, they're, they have uniforms on. It's always been this way. It's aerodynamic. It makes them perform better. It makes them feel good about themselves. Just cut the nonsense. Cut the nonsense. You know what I mean? So, like I said, Dave Dell, I definitely respect the question. I appreciate you uh, bringing the Paralympics to the forefront, you know, putting some eyes on that. So, I respect that. Thank you for that. Next question we have is also from Instagram. DM from Dre Hove from Forest Hills. Dre Hove writes, I feel year by year, Giannis is getting a little exposed. Win or lose these finals, do you think Giannis is overrated? Also, would you start your franchise with Jokic, Giannis, or a healthy AD? So let me answer the first part first. Uh, exposed. I mean, when you play on the grandest stage, when you play on the biggest stage, and there's there's holes in your game, that can expose you, yes. Um, but what I've seen out of Giannis, like I've said, I, I see a lot of moxie. I see a lot of fight, a lot of aggressiveness in this kid. And does he have the ability to get better? Absolutely. Did LeBron have a lot of holes in his game the first time he got to the NBA Finals? 100% when he looked as bad as you can look against the, the San Antonio Spurs. Outmatched, outclassed, couldn't shoot. So can he learn from that and and get better absolutely uh you know you know i don't i don't think Giannis is overrated because right now i have him top 3 in the league in regards to best players in the league he's 3 behind lebron and 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 uh kd 
So does he have room to grow? Can he be able to move up? Absolutely. So overrated, uh, I'm, I'm not going to go overrated. A little overhyped sometimes, yes, I can definitely say that. There's times where even, like I said, you know, the 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 back-to-back MVPs and giving him the defensive player of the year last season when clearly he wasn't the best defender in the league. Anthony Davis was the best defender in the league last season. So that that to me is that, you know, when you push that narrative and the media creates this caricature, they create this superhero, that's what I didn't like. But is he overrated? I, I, I wouldn't say that, no. Second part of your question, who would, who would I start my franchise with? Whether it be Jokic, Giannis, or a healthy AD, that's that's a tough one. Um, I'm going a healthy AD because a healthy AD is a top two talent in the NBA. Is he a top two player? No, but if he's healthy, he possibly is a top two player because this is a guy that can be able to guard five positions. He can shoot from the outside, has a mid-range game. He's an 80% free throw shooter, can shoot the three, can score, can rebound, block shots, protect the rim. There's nothing that AD can't do. So when you're saying a healthy AD, no injuries, no knick-knack, little ailments here and there, yeah, I'm taking AD, 100%. 100% I'm taking AD. Damn right. Jokic, as good as he is, I like him, you know, MVP and all that. Too slow for me. Too slow for me. You know, I, I don't I don't really like that boring game that he got. Uh, Giannis, I like Giannis, but... Healthy AD, he runs circles around both of them. The next question also comes from Instagram, comes from Zacharu. He says, question, if Dame finds his way to L.A., would you consider Braun casting him in Space Jam a new legacy tampering? Also, made him the best player on the goon squad. <laughs> That's a good one. Good question. Um, No, because players can't tamper. Players could be able to do exactly what the hell they want. They could talk to guys. They could invite them over to dinner. They could have lunch. They could go to a club, and they could talk about, yo, man, we could be able to do this and do that and, and partner up, and here's this. And, hey, if Braun has a movie incentive, and say, listen, man, you know, I'll put you in a movie, but, you know, we got to talk about you coming to the Lakers, man. Like, you know, that that, that can that be a backdoor conversation type of agreement under the table that we have? Hey, I'm all for it. If there's no rules against it, you can't get in trouble for it. So, you know, I, I don't see it as tampering. I see it as gaining an advantage. <laughs> Leverage is what you would call it. You know, a word that a former president made famous, quid pro quo. That That's possibly what it is. So, hey, we'll see what happens in this offseason. Maybe that's the situation that happens in L.A. Who knows? Who knows? But not tampering. Not tampering. Not when it comes to LeBron. Not when it comes to the Lakers. There is no tampering. There's no tampering. The next question comes from All Even Podcast Radio at Gmail. It comes from Carol from White Plains. And she says, I'm a Mets fan. I love when you talk about the Mets. Hopefully you can be able to do that more. What do you think the Mets need to do? Do they need to go after pitching or should they go get themselves another bat? If you had to choose one, which one would it be? Thanks. Well, Carol, I could definitely tell you that it needs to be pitching. I think that we've seen that 
DeGrom, as great as he is, Cy Young candidate, the best pitcher in baseball, you need to have a squad. You need to have five guys that can be able to, you know, eat up innings, can be able to give you quality starts. You need a bullpen that can be able to hold the lead down that you can be able to trust. You need a closer that won't blow games and have a three-plus ERA. So it's definitely pitching. They have to improve the pitching because pitching wins World Series. Yes, you have to score runs, but if the pitching can be able to limit those bats and give your offense a chance to score a little bit of runs and get those across the board, you have a chance to go deep into the playoffs, get to a World Series, and possibly win one. So that's that's the that's the answer. They need pitching more than they need bats, in my opinion. Appreciate the question, Carol. Thank you so much. I'll definitely be talking more baseball as the season goes on. So keep listening. I appreciate you. That's all for what's your question because I, I had some real nonsense questions. Maybe I'll get to those next week and just kind of make fun of them. But uh, not right now. But I appreciate everybody that that you know sends in their questions and engages with the show. Always love my listeners. Appreciate y'all day one people. And let's keep that wave going. Coming up after the break, the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. On a Tuesday night, it's all even. This is Cigar Gents and Gals. Just want to give a shout out to All Even Podcast, the best sports podcast out there. Keep up the amazing work. Also check us out at CigarGentsAndGals.com We're everyday apparel for cigar smokers. Let's get it. What's going on? What's up with you? It's your boy, the Candyman, the ALFRE to the D. It's your boy, Alfred, from the Rap Lab Podcast. And it's the one and only True G. Just call me the QG from the Rap Lab Podcast. And you tuned in to All Even with Barry Grant. Boy, that shit crazy. Welcome back, y'all. So without further ado... The greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. Dummy, yeah. We pick candidates on Tuesday and Saturday, and then we pick the winner on that Saturday show. So who is my candidate for Dummy of the Week? Oh, it's a good one. May I have the drum roll, please? And the candidate is... All the people that criticize Space Jam 2. All of them. All of you people are candidates for... Because, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the last time I checked, Space Jam 1, Space Jam 2, is a child's movie. I remember being 10, 11 years old when that movie came out. I never remembered people saying that Oh, Space Jam. That's no Lion King. Scrap. This is garbage. But why do people now feel that there's a new Space Jam out and you now have to criticize it? You got people wearing old Space Jam jerseys. Does this look better than the new one? What are we doing? This is a child's movie. It's up for the children to be able to tell us if the movie's good. It's not up for the adults to have arguments about 
Whose Space Jam movie is better, LeBron's or Jordan's? It's so sick with people that they've taken their hatred for LeBron James into the arena that even the harshest LeBron critics would really just kind of try to stay away from. Kids movie. A movie that was designed for children. LeBron has kids. Dame Lillard has kids. AD. Mostly everybody in that movie who was a star of that movie have children. And they're all a part of the movie. They're all, they all watch the movie. But we got grown ass people that have no kids watching this movie and criticizing it and trying to compare it to a movie that happened in 1996. I don't remember the last time when Beauty and the Beast came out. Somebody say, it's not better than the last one's trash. This is crap. It's a kid's movie. What are we doing? The movie's grossing very well. It's doing good. The kids are watching it. They're having a good time. It's a lot of cheesy comedy in there. Kid stuff. Not built for the adults. But yet, people are outraged. This is the worst movie I've ever seen. It ain't for you. You old ass. Go watch something else. This is not for you. And to criticize the guy that actually put it together... This is a sickness that people have. I, I, I don't understand it anymore. I don't understand it. The level of sickness that's going on that has to do with LeBron James is sick. It's time for it to stop. He's not Michael Jordan. But guess what? MJ is a GOAT. LeBron is a GOAT. So MJ had his Space Jam that had its critics that people trashed. In regards to like Siskel and Ebert and all those, you know, movie critics, it got trashed. This one gets trashed the same way. But the problem is that when people start to compare the two movies, they're not the same. They're not the same characters. They're not the same actors in it. It's not the same movie. It's a kid's movie. And people are arguing. People are trying to make points. See, that's why LeBron is never going to be journeyed. Because his Space Jam movie is not better. What basement do you live in? Huh? What are we talking about here? A children's movie. That's what we're debating now? That's what we've, we've matured to? In regards to our intellectual conversations, Space Jam. <laughs> if you don't like the movie, fine. It's fine. Keep it to your damn self. Because I guarantee if you have kids and you ask them, hey, did you like the movie? Yeah, I loved it. It's great. That's all that matters. It's not built for you. That's like you go into a kid, a, a, a kid playground and say, these swings are not good for people like me they're not built for you this is why they don't want you in there especially if you don't have kids <laughs> so your ass shouldn't be in space jam watching that movie if you don't have a kid simple what's wrong with you people what is wrong with you people it's a movie it's a movie 
This is not on a basketball court. This is not, you know, stats that you can be able to compare. It's a movie. Some movies flop. Some movies do well. But to try to say that this is a part of his legacy, this is going to tarnish his legacy. He'll never be Jordan. Stop. Stop looking for MJ to come back. He's retired. He's been retired a long time. If you want to go ahead and go watch MJ to the max 50 times in your basement, go ahead and do that. But stop it. Keep it to yourself. You want to rock the old Space Jam jersey? You want to put that on? Go ahead and do it. Don't compare it, though. That's low. Got nothing better to do. I'm just... <laughs> I'm just imagining some grown-ass adult getting ready to watch Space Jam. There's no children around. And you're criticizing. Oh, my God, this is terrible. Like, what? There's not some adult show to watch some reality tv basketball something that lebronitis <laughs> it's real it's real so for the space jam haters the people that don't have kids that still want to criticize this movie and really be upset about it your level of lame is goat status like lebron and jordan but you're all possibly winners for dummy of the week that's all for this show. I'll see you guys on Saturday, barring any emergencies with my energetic and lovely four-year-old. <laughs> Until then, stay safe, stay cool, peace. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at All Even Podcast. Listen to the show on Podbeam, Amazon Music, Spotify, and wherever you find your podcasts available. And check out my YouTube channel, All Even Podcast. And don't forget to like, share, and hit that subscribe button. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.